0: Hello, everyone. Um, thank you for listening and starting this podcast. I, some of you, I don't know how long this will last, but those of you who listened to the thirty-five minutes of me talking on the last one, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I didn't know that there would be so many listeners, and I've gotten some really good feedback. Um, and I'm excited to record another one. So. This morning, I I'm picked my favorite spot in my house. It's actually a spot on the couch in the living room where I kind of have a 360 of um, all the things outside, inside, and um, I, I hope that everybody has that place in, in your home. If you don't have that little, I don't know if you call it a mom oasis, I don't know if maybe you call it just your your favorite spot, but I, I know maybe for some people it's their bathtub with candles and snacks. Sometimes that's my second favorite place. Um, or maybe a bunch or a place outside where you get to relax. But um, I went to this spot in my house because I thought, although there are dishes that need done and breakfast that needs cleaned up from this morning and a suitcase that needs unpacked from this week of travel and laundry that could be folded and done, I thought I really wanted to take time and just say thank you to everybody who listened to the first podcast I recorded. And it was definitely a, a fun experience for me to kind of put together ideas and thoughts and moments of, of my life and what I'm passionate about. And so I thought it'd be helpful for me just to kind of give you guys an idea of some of the things that I want to explore or discuss or get some ideas out there. For everybody to hear. And so I'm just gonna run you through the topics. They're fast, and and then I, I'm gonna pick one and just give give some ideas. So the first thing I, I really want to be able to go over with people um, that listen is how to create moments and memories with your family and with your people at work. How do you create memories, moments of really just slowing down and like catching up with maybe everything that's going on and being able to help people, you know, really arrive at a special time in their life because I don't know if you guys are like me, but have you ever thought back to like a really important moment in your life, whether it was like high school prom or your wedding or a a great promotion at work and, and you just felt like, oh my gosh, like just flew by, like just went so fast, like I wish I could have slowed down, I wish I could have enjoyed it more and I definitely do not, have all the answers of how to help every situation slow down and be memorable and special. But I do have just some tips and ideas of ways that I've gotten to be able to do that and also just being able to watch people in my life that have helped me do that because those of you who know me, I am go, 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 get to the bottom line, like catch me up like very quick sometimes and I I don't mean to be cheesy but like sometimes I quote the Ferris Bueller Quote and not not the one that maybe you guys are thinking about where it's like Bueller, Bueller, not that one. The one that I always think of is life moves pretty fast. If you don't take a t- the time to look around, you're gonna miss it. And and that's what I I'm not trying to live my life like every day of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But when was the last time you just took a day off like took took a moment took a day took an hour it doesn't have to be you know a a whole day and you don't have to spend a ton of money or a ton of time but what do you do that's for you what do you do that helps people around you maybe create or slow down and enjoy a moment so that is one of my favorite topics but I'm going to share with you guys the next one and I think this will probably be the one that I'm most excited and also probably the most detailed to share ideas on and it's How do you develop a support system? How do you develop a support system at home of family, friends, daycare, somebody who's supporting you um, as you are a mother and also in a working environment? And then what does it mean to develop a support system at work? Whether that is a support system of people that work with you, around you, for you, um, people that you work for. But just what are those conversations? What do they sound like? And how do you develop a support system? And how do you make sure that you have a plan A, B, and and see when it comes to life and changes. I read an article the other day that just said, if you're not flexible, if you've not become more flexible after this year, like you might have a problem. Like you, you might need to look in the mirror because has this not been the most important year to be flexible? I think about being flexible at you know school and with school procedures and how schooling is going with your children or or maybe you if you're you know a working mom that's also going to school but man the flexibility within schooling and homeschooling and virtual learning um I was asked the question the other day and so I'll pose it to you guys cuz it definitely makes you jog your memory do you remember the first time you put on a mask to go somewhere and maybe it was to the gas station or the grocery, or um, maybe you wore it out to your mailbox. I don't know. But that first time that you did something that really we now do, some of us every day. And so um, it's just, it, it's a question that I think definitely like makes me think but also as you're thinking about the flexibility in your own life how do you make sure that you aren't being so flexible that maybe you aren't giving up something you're not giving up a a standard or an expectation that you are really passionate about okay one thing that i um i'm very passionate about and i'm going to share a couple on this call is sometimes you know it's you hear everybody's heard this phrase, like, you know, church and state, like separate church and state. And, and no, I'm not going to talk about church. I'm not going to talk about politics or state. But what I do want to talk about is I think sometimes we try so hard, um, to have a work life balance, right? You've heard that phrase, like, how do you have a work life balance? And this is just me personally. So if you, you know, have a different perspective on this, totally okay, totally fine. Um, Different perspectives are healthy and good. But a lot of times what I am on a mission to do is I really don't want the two to be that separate. In fact, I talk about work with my kids a lot. Um, I talk about my kids at work a lot in relation to what we're doing and how to be passionate about, you know, something at, at our job. Like, I think we have to be able to not be two different people. In fact, hopefully, the person that you, your boss, if you're a boss of or a leader of people, hopefully, the person that they see is very similar to who your kids see. Um, now, you're if you're like me, I'm working on a lot of things. My my staff, my teams would tell you, you know, Amy, my she works on patience. She's working on not always answering first. You know, for things she's working on. The the list goes on and on. And the same at home. I have, you know, things at home that I'm working on with how do I be a better listener to my children? How do I not be a distracted mom when there's a conversation that comes up? How do I make sure that I'm prioritizing the fun stuff, but also the the brushing teeth and the packing lunches and the but but there's a combination. There's there's a little bit of both. And so here's my here's my topic. How do you translate the lessons you learn at home into the lessons that can help you at work? And how do you take things that you're learning at work or doing at work and transfer those lessons into your home life? And I'll, I'll give you guys an example. I uh, went to a baby shower, and this was probably five years ago. And it was an hour away, and I took Kimber, who's my seven-year-old now, but at the time probably three, maybe two or three years old. And she went with me into the baby shower and I, I I was you know very excited to take her. It was actually going to this was one of the managers of a store that I was the area manager for, so I was really her quote unquote direct supervisor and I loved being able to go because Really, your employees, you know, my my people had really not ever seen me in the role of mommy. Like they'd only ever seen me in the work of you know work role that I was um, placed in, and so I was excited. and And we got to the shower, and you know, Kimber's having a really good time, but I was really the only mom there. Like one of a, a lot of the women that were there were either kind of older and their kids were grown, you know, teenagers or above, or a lot of the the girls, the women there that were my age just didn't have kids yet, or maybe were a little younger than me. So uh, really the only one there that brought their kid. And so Kimber, you know, is enjoying all the attention, having a really good time, you know, getting some extra sugar um, in different <laughs> ways. Um, and all of a sudden I hear a screech. And we're in this building and it's a nice building and there's big chairs and they're pretty ornate and detailed. And I look over and Kimber has somehow wedged her cute tiny head into one of the chairs and is very stuck. And you can tell she's very stuck because she's now starting to panic. And I, you know, go over to where she is. It's only a few steps away and I can feel eyeballs. Like you guys know what I'm talking about. Like when you're at the grocery and your kid starts acting up or, you know, something's going down and like you're like, people are like, what, like, what's your plan, mom? Like, how are you going to solve this? What's, you know, what's the out? And so I, you know, my first thought is like, okay, keep it cool. Like be cool. And I can tell like, as I'm, I now have my hands around Kimber's kind of head trying to like, okay, how did you do this? Like, how did you get in here? And there's a moment where I just kind of have to laugh and I make eye contact with Kimber. I'm like, you're fine. We'll get you out. Just breathe, mom's here. You guys know that moment, and I—I I know that I'm gonna get her head out. I don't know how, and it felt like it probably was only maybe ten seconds. It felt like we were in that position, you know, her squatting down, head in a wooden chair for probably five minutes. It felt like forever finally managed to wedge her head out to this day i like i i'm trying to think now as i'm sharing this with you guys like how exactly did it happen that we got her out i don't know like i don't really know all i know is we did and at that point you know she was crying and she was embarrassed um, you guys know when your kids are embarrassed, like there's so many things that you just want to be able to say, oh my goodness, like, you know, let me take away that embarrassment from you. Let me make it all better. And really in that moment, all I could do was hug her and put her on my lap and and like a great mom would do, uh, figure out where the nearest cupcake was. And that's what I'm pretty sure that I did. So here's here's the fun part. Sometimes at our job, the fire alarm goes off. The teammate that was supposed to come in for their shift did not come in and is not picking up the phone. Um, The special order that's supposed to be delivered by 5 o'clock is on a FedEx truck, and it's on its way, but the guest who wants their product that was supposed to be there at 5 o'clock is there now, and it's 4.58 and And you guys know maybe the moments you can relate it to your own you know job and, and what you are responsible for doing at your place of work, but in in the position that i'm in there's a lot of times where it would be super easy to panic, like super easy to be like what's going to happen who's going to do what who wants to be like it, and it almost becomes a situation where, as the leader of a group of people. You gotta keep your cool. Like you, you have to be able to look at a maybe a stressful situation that other people would be nervous in or be you know embarrassed in or panic in. And we, we like to say it like this. You gotta act like you've been there before. Even if, and this is the fun part of leading people. Even if you never have been. There's so many things that in leadership come up that you could borrow this excuse. In fact, some people do. And it's, it's okay if you, if you have. I, I've used it before, but nobody ever went over that with me. Nobody ever taught me how to handle fill in the blank. And in leadership, there's too many things that could happen or come up. And that's why we don't want to always be thinking of, if you're in a, a management role, especially with the company I work with in Buckle, you're, we really view you as a leader because leaders are solution-oriented. Leaders come up with choices. Leaders are not gonna use an excuse. They're gonna be ready to have ideas of how do we fix this? How do we move forward? And, and so if you guys are wondering if I'm still on the topic of you know, what are the work lessons that would lead into being a mother, what are the lessons from being a mother that would lead into work, that would just be an example that would just be one that that you know I've kind of learned in those moments where I'm like I can translate that into a conversation with somebody I'm developing into you know my perspective my overall personality then starts to grow and develop when I am thinking of ways that I am learning as a mother and apply it to my job which is pretty cool um here's here's something pretty big and and, and maybe you guys you know have heard this before but I I've always been taught this and and maybe you guys, you know, will hear this and it'll be a a new idea or one you've heard before, but I call it, do you understand the difference between human mistakes, and I'll give you guys an example, but a human mistake versus a character mistake. I'll say it again because I kind of mumbled there. Human mistake versus a character mistake. I mumbled again. Oh no. (laughs) Delete the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. But I think about a kid who spills their milk at the dinner table and it's so inconvenient and it's so, you know, oh, I got everything wet. And that would be like a human mistake. Like everybody makes mistakes. Everybody falls or trips or drops something or knocks something over or maybe is a little clumsy or, you know, I'll say thoughtless because sometimes, you know, we don't think through things. And there's those types of mistakes at work. There's those types of mistakes at home. And then there's the you tell a kid, "Hey, don't don't throw that." And they do. There's a deliberate disobedience. <laughs> and I, I think that's probably one of my favorite lessons. I don't know if it'll be its own separate podcast, but when you guys are identifying when to review or punish, I'll say at home, you know, somebody or you know, when do you take it up a notch? Like when does it become more serious? And I think as you're a leader of people, as I'm jumping back and forth between the two. If you're a leader of people and you work with human beings, not robots. So if, you, if you're a leader and you're leading robots, call me up, tell me how it's going because most of us, if you're a leader of people, know that you, human error is a part of what makes us special. It's a part of what makes us who we are. And I've, I've been a part of scenarios and moments where children make mistakes. You know, people at work make mistakes. They just do just, I mean, I do like, thank goodness there's been multiple people in my career that have allowed me to apologize and allowed me to just be a human being and, and have given me, you know, mercy in those moments and grace when I didn't deserve it, because it's what we have to decide. You have to decide as a parent when there's a mistake made, was it a human error mistake? Was it just, Hey, it's not a big deal. I don't need to have a long conversation. There really won't be a punishment for that. Now, if I say, hey, stop throwing your glass of milk up in the air. It's going to spill, and they keep doing it, and it spills. And the glass probably would break on that note as well. Then I do have a responsibility, because it it was deliberate. It was a choice. You chose to... Disobey to go against what you were, you know, told not to do, and so I, I just think that's a really healthy topic. It's something that um, I want to explore and discuss more with you guys. Okay, the last thing I have um, that I, I just think it's it's I don't know authentic maybe would be the word, but it's something I just want to talk about and and really bring up because I don't I, I try to be a very positive person. And I, and everybody who knows me knows that being positive doesn't always mean rainbows and, and sunshine and we're, we're, we're gonna be naive. No, in fact, I think true understanding of being able to be positive is having a, a fully formed idea of what is the reality. What What is the reality of the situation that you're in? And so, um, the podcast or the topic, um, if i you know i'm going to write these down so i can stay organized for everybody but it truly for me it literally just says this how do you make sure you're still doing your best when you're exhausted and i've been exhausted in parts of my life sometimes it's it's just because of lack of planning you know i choose to stay up too late or i i've chosen to not be responsible with my time and then i feel pressure later and i'm exhausted and then there's been the real moments of, man, my son Kingston, it was the first um, first year of his life. He was eight months old. And it was my first holiday, my Christmas season, running a retail store at Buckle um, in a manager role with a baby at home. And it was about two weeks before Christmas, which those of you who know retail know Kind of busy, <laughs> kind of got a lot happening, kind of, kind of moving and grooving at a pretty fast pace. And um, Kingston developed a cough, and that cough turned into um, he wasn't nursing very well, and that turned into it, it, he was having a harder time breathing. And we took him in, and he had RSV, and. When when a, a baby has RSV and and maybe it's changed. I mean, this was you know eight years ago, but Kingston was sent home with breathing treatments and um, albuterol medicine, and we we had a lot of different things that we were expected to do to make sure he was getting food because when when you can't really swallow and when you can't breathe, it's very hard to nurse as a baby and and to get nourishment. And so, um, for those of you who've taken breathing treatments before or you know a little bit about. Um, what it takes is you're putting a mask on your face um, and and expected to like breathe in the medicine. And he's eight months old. And I remember every, I think it was every four hours, we were expected to give him a breathing treatment. And it was all through the night that he would need these. And albuterol is actually, <laughs> to to a lot of people, but especially to a baby, is almost like what you would expect like a shot of adrenaline to do. Um, it literally made him the most hyper eight month old in that I'd ever seen. He would, he was just so happy and energetic after these moments. Didn't matter if it was two a.m. Didn't matter if it was four a.m. Didn't matter if I had an eight to eight you know scheduled shift the next day. And I remember you know ha- having to kind of hold him down to put the mask on because he, he didn't he didn't like it. He didn't want anything on his face. And you're holding him tightly, you know, gently, but tightly to get the the mask on his face so that he can get the medicine. And you know, you know, as, as your kid is crying in your arms, you know, you're doing the right thing. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not doing this to upset you. I'm not doing this to hurt you. I'm doing this because this is what's best. And you, it, you know, when parents say, this is going to be harder on, you know, me than it is on you. That was a great example because, oh my goodness, like watching him struggle and not want this mask on his face. You know, he's, he's nine years old now. And I remember these moments, like it was yesterday. I'm trying not to tear up and be too emotional, but it was not easy. It was not fun. It was not, you know, watching your newborn baby or really just firstborn, I'll say, suffer and knowing that, hey, don't forget, you got to show up tomorrow. You got a job to do tomorrow. You 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 have people counting on you. Get get through the night with the 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 son that you love, but there's a job that's that's expecting you to perform. And and I don't say that in a negative way. I say that as like that's a positive thing. Like I I'm thankful for that in my life. I'm thankful that you know there was someone um, saying hey. You can be a mom, and you can also run a business. And in that moment, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I could. In fact, by day two, I I had a scheduled day off, and I remember calling my boss and just saying, "Hey, like I, I need some encouragement. I need some motivation. Like I am. I'm struggling a little bit. Like I'm feeling the pressure of." How do I make sure my kid's safe and healthy and, you know, getting better? And, you know, we've got a checkup appointment today. And, you know, parents try. We try our best. You schedule the appointments on the days off. But you know what? Sometimes you can't. It's okay. And, and I think when you're, when you're in the first spot, when you're in the spot that I was in, and you, you know, have the opportunity to reach out to somebody great for help, do it. Whether that is a boss or a coworker that you can say, hey, give me some encouragement. Give me some support. I'm not going to complain to you. I'm not going to tell you how hard it is right now. But I, I, I need some fuel. I need some, somebody telling me I got this when I don't know if I got it. And then I think if you're the person that gets to hear the person say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling it right now. I'm going through something. And you get to be the one who says, I've been there. You got it. It's okay. Let me encourage you. Let me support you. Let me let me believe in you when maybe this is the season that you're going through that is not easy. And I'm I'm giving you my one example. Hopefully you guys are thinking of maybe an example or a moment that you've had with with your kids or with your life or maybe you're just exhausted. And so I want a podcast literally about how to make it through. How to make it through being exhausted or having those nights or days or weeks or months or some of us years and, and how do you push through? How do you use that to strengthen your message and strengthen who you are? So I, I have one other quick little thing that I, I want to just share with you guys. And I, I like it. So hopefully you guys will, you know, embrace this idea or this uh, story that I want to tell you. But I, I remember, um, I remember as I was putting my thoughts together for all of this, I had read over a text message that I had gotten from somebody that I work with, and her name is Paige. Um, She's a great mom. She has the cutest little boy. His name's Oliver, and I've worked with Paige now for a while and gotten to, you know, see her through a lot of different moments of motherhood and of leadership, and she's someone who encourages me deeply. And I woke up to a really just positive message, text message from her a day this week. And it it reminded me of why do we do what we do? And I, and I think that's, if you guys have, it's been a while maybe since you've had that reminder of like, man, what am I working towards? Like I need kind of that refresher, that reminder of like, what's the end goal? What's the, you know, what 's the person that maybe i 've been working with or working on, and maybe it 's yourself, maybe you 've been working on yourself a lot lately, and just need a reminder of hey we 're in this together and and I hate that phrase just so everybody knows I think it 's been become like the phrase of twenty twenty like we 're in this together, but truly motherhood what a what a bond that that I feel when I see a mother who, you know, post your, post your pictures with your kids, post those moments and celebrate that you went somewhere or did something and, and, and was able to enjoy it because for some of us, posting it on Facebook, here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that life is perfect. It doesn't mean that because we have the perfect caption on Instagram that we have it all figured out. Here's what it means. We had a moment to capture and we did it and look how much fun it is and look how special you know it, it is for not just our kids and for us but for maybe the people watching us and so there are so many of you out there that inspire me and encourage me and challenge me and make me better and that's how i've grown like that's how i any growth that i feel like i've experienced in my life i wasn't doing it alone like i, I it wasn't wow that person's amazing. Like it was people around me that believed in me, were great examples for me, that messaged me when I needed it. Like Paige didn't know I needed a text message. I'm her boss. I'm supposed to have all the answers. I'm supposed to be the one texting and encouraging and thanking her. And you know what? I hope that I do. But truly, when I say that what I get from the people that I lead and what I get from the children that I have will will never ever even get close to comparing to what I give them. I get so much more than I give and it encourages me to give more. I hope you guys look forward to the topics. I'm excited to put some things together. Um, Go find your favorite spot in your house. Go you know, get your coffee. I'm going to start the laundry that I've been looking at for the last 25 minutes and I hope everybody has an amazing day. Thank you for listening.